If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. The day has finally arrived, guys. It's Christmas Miracle Day. Just warning you that this may be a tissue-getting show. And you know what? I looked around in this office that this wonderful John Mauger has allowed us to do our radio show in, and there are no Kleenexes, so I don't know how I'm going to do this one. But I am Myrna, and joining me on the phone direct from Colorado Springs, Springs, Colorado, is Annette. Yeah, Annette took Christmas break and really broke away from here. So it's a miracle hey, I'm back. <laughs> it is a miracle. So she's going to be in on the phone with us. And anybody else that wants to join and share a miracle, that is fantastic with us. Annette. Hey, hey you guys, see, it does not hurt to call in. It right. works wonderful. <laughs> hey, Annette, since we're t- going to talk about miracles... Can you, you, you kind of experienced a miracle, not kind of, you did experience a miracle this week. Can you share that with everybody? Um, it's a miracle I made it to Colorado. <laughs> <In one piece. laughs> okay, well, so it was a good flight, though. You only didn't have any stops from Boise, so. Yeah, and I flew all by myself because I'm a big girl now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, okay, give me a hint of what miracle I experienced this week. Well, you got there oh, just in time. I, I got there. Yeah, the the baby, the my granddaughter having a, had a baby, and her water broke before I left Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see the baby be born, so I asked God to hold it off. Is that bad? Did you tell Lindsay but, that? Huh? That did you tell Lindsay that you prayed to God to hold the baby off until you got there? Uh, yeah, I, I told her I wanted to see the baby be born until I okay. asked for it to be held off. And she uh-huh. was, the way she was feeling, it was probably being held off because she had no labor pains. Oh, okay. But then they what? started coming just as I got to Colorado. <laughs> mm-hmm. She asked for a, a epidural. Oh, uh-huh. And she was feeling no pain when I got there in the hospital. Okay. But then we stayed overnight and half. Almost more than half the next day, she had it by that evening. Good. So, and but the baby's name it. is? Huh? The baby's name is? Mara Bella Rose. Rose. That's a pretty name. Rose. Mm-hmm. I bet. That's She's awesome. She's a good baby. She does not cry. Really? I mean, she cries, but she doesn't cry all the time like some babies do. Mm-hmm. She squeaks when she wakes up. Oh, well, I saw their pictures on Facebook, and mom and dad and baby look very happy together. Yeah, she talks already. Oh. She says, Grandma, I want you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you think? Yeah. So so what a miracle, huh? The birth of a, a, well, this is your fifth great-grandchild? Yes. Yeah. And And you got to be there for, what, three out of five, I think? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I delivered one. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's the most awesome thing God can 
give to a great grandmother. Mm-hmm. What a miracle, huh? Hey, do you know what a miracle, what a default, according to, let me just spit it out. Obviously, I'm not getting there yet today. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a miracle is defined as an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. So it's an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. So that's kind of like short essay saying God manifesting himself in our everyday life. Yeah, and the moment you're ready to quit is usually the moment right before the miracle happens. So don't give up. Yeah, never yeah. give up. It'll, it'll no. be, he's dependable, I remember, huh? I remember somebody, I remember a little voice that when I was, really ready at the end of my ropes and having all the problems I was having in life, saying, never give up. And guess what? I you never, never gave, gave up, up, did I? No, you did not. And I you still never gave up, do I? No, you don't. And that's a, a miracle. And that's a miracle in itself. Yeah, because God's a miracle giver. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Remember that? I mean, just recently, back in August, when you had your last surgery... I still your can't arm. my arm, but I'm not giving up. That's right. That's right. But we went, the doctor went in there, and you remember the words he said right before you went into surgery? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Dr. Kim said about yeah, he, well in it? last surgery, he said, I, yeah. I, it's the last one. Yeah, this is it. I have to cut we've, it off after that. But we've climbed the mountain. As, yeah. He said, we've climbed said, the mountain as far as we can climb it. Yeah. But then he came, so he took you into surgery, and when, while you were in recovery, he came out, and he brought me pictures, and he was smiling, because when he went in there, the bone was healed. There was no crack where it was two or three weeks before that. That's, that's because, a miracle. That's because that's awesome. in, my desperate, in my desperation, I knew that I wasn't the only one praying. That's right. That's okay. That's all right. See, tissues, guys. That bone was healed. And I kept, yeah, that was a miracle because three weeks before that on that x-ray, that bone was still ragged. It was still sticking out. It was for her humerus bone. I'm sorry that you, some of you don't know that. And um, he said, Lord, I need a miracle. Yep. Yeah. And that bone, that was awesome. And I kept... My husband was there with me, and I kept, after Dr. Kim left, I kept looking at Larry and saying, he said that bone was healed, right? I mean, I don't know how many times I, I, I asked Larry that, and it was just so awesome that God healed it the way that he healed it. And yeah, we're still, we're still expecting an extended miracle on that, so that Annette will get full use. And I need one now, too. Yes, you do. Annette needs one now for strength and um, perseverance in a time of battle. Yeah. Yeah. So, prayer warriors, we need a miracle, and I'm, and um, you know what? Just lifting it up um, right now. Well, Lord, we just lifting it up right now. Then you strengthen her, and that you um, give her wisdom where wisdom is needed, Lord. And we need a miracle from you, Father. We need a miracle from you right now in Annette's life there in Colorado. 
you know, you can do that, Father. And we thank you that you're going to do that. And we wait to see what you're going to do, Lord. And then we will report to our listeners how you worked this one out. And you know, that's all we can share in Jesus' name, amen. And, and listeners, that's all we can share right now. But we will share the miracle and when it happens someday. You're right. Someday. Right now, it's just between God and Annette. And we wait for him. You know, that kind of um, leads us into, because what we're going to do today is we're going to read some, a story from some, a listener and some other stories that have been sent in about miracles in their lives. And we have one from um, Bobby, who's from Idaho. And she was saying, on September 30th, I was given the message that my aunt in Michigan was having emergency brain surgery. I immediately called upon every prayer warrior I knew across the country. After surgery was done, it was determined that an infection had gotten into her brain, but the cause is still unknown. She had seizures for days following the surgery and was kept sedated. After two weeks, she was finally well enough to leave ICU. We weren't sure how she would come out of this, and it looked very bleak. The morning after she left ICU, she was awake, eating, and talking. It was still a one-day-at-a-time prognosis, but it seemed as though suddenly the tables had turned and she might make a full recovery. The second morning, in a regular hospital room, my cousin remarked that my aunt had a great appetite and was eating quite well and was able to hold her own coffee cup. In my exchanges with my cousin via text messaging, I told her that I was running around my house praising Almighty God, and my aunt loved that remark. I then sent, sent a selfie, and my aunt recognized me, even though I haven't gotten to see her in several years. The third morning in a regular hospital room, my aunt was ready to start moving around and began physical therapy. By October 19th, she was able to feed herself. Because the surgery had an effect on her right side, this was rather marvelous that she was able to do this task. My aunt was able to go home shortly thereafter, but it's expected to make a full recovery. I firmly believe that God did a miracle in this. He may have let modern medicine play a part, but I will never stop praising him for the miracle he provided for my aunt. And again, that comes from Bobby from Idaho. Yeah. When we were praying for her, we didn't know that it was a, an infection, did we? No. No. That was pretty neat, we though. We didn't know but, what was going on. All we knew she no. couldn't talk. Yep, and she was in surgery, and they were just trying to... Um, to find out what was going on. But yeah, thank thank you, Bob, Bobby, for sending that in because that's how our God works, doesn't he, Annette? He does. That's how he works. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, Annette, there was a, a miracle that happened one time when you had both kids at home and they were little and you, right. had, no food, you had no food in the house. Would you yeah. share that, please? We had no electric on, we had no food in the refrigerator, we were studying our Bible on the table in the candlelight. We had food, I mean it wasn't, we were starving to death, but we had just like canned food. Okay. And Teresa sitting at the table and she said, Mom, I want egg, bacon, and milk for breakfast. And I go, Teresa, we have to pray for that stuff. God will provide. You'll eat whatever God provides for us. And she goes, but I want egg, milk, and bacon. She was only about, like, maybe 10. I said, well, go to bed, and 
God provides for us in the morning. So we prayed for it and went to bed. We got up in the morning and I went out to get the mail and on the front porch was a sack that had everything she prayed for. And on the sack was written, God does provide. Now there's no way anybody... Yep. There's no way anybody heard that. No, no way. It was, no one we could have heard that. We were going to go that. to bed that night. Yep. There was nobody in our home. It's just us, kid, her, kid, my two kids, and me. Mm-hmm. And she and we prayed that bed. prayer. Yeah. And wow. then it was probably a week after that that my bank was going to close my account out, mm-hmm. and my house was. I missed my payment because I didn't have the right. money to pay it because my job had closed down on me and it, and okay, it so I only I'm gonna, had Annette, I'm going to stop you right paycheck. I'm going to stop okay. you right there because we need to go to break so when we come back we're going to hear the rest of that miracle story remember they they prayed for bacon eggs and milk and they got no, it we already now, got that one right but now Annette prayed for something else and we'll talk about that miracle when we come back for break Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. So as we went into break, Annette was talking about what God provided for them as Teresa prayed one one night and how the food was on the front porch the next morning. She is also going to tell us about what ha- what happened with her house payment. Annette? 
job I was working for had paid me my last paycheck because they were closing out. The paycheck bounced. And it caused my bank account to become in the rears. And so I had to go close my bank account out, which I had not been able to pay my house payment. So I was going down there to to close out my bank account, and I was worried because I didn't know what to do with my house payment. And so when I got down to the bank to close out my bank account, lo and behold, and I don't know how this happened, but there was enough money in there to pay for my, well, and I had a check that bounced in my account too, but there was money in my account enough to pay my house payment. Mm. So how a check bounced, I don't know. When I went down to pick up the check that bounced, they couldn't yeah. find it. And to this day, they couldn't they what? Found it. They couldn't find Did it? Hear me? They didn't find it. Mm-hmm. They've never been able to find that check that bounced. Wow. And I had enough money to pay my house payment. So now, how did that happen? The house. Huh? Well, how did that happen? It, my God. <laughs> Plus, I got another job a week after that. Wow. So, would that be yeah, an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in your life? Oh, God. God has done a lot of things in my life that... Yes, he has. ...took care of me and my kids. When mm-hmm. I was a little girl... I went to church with another little girl. We had a pastor that lived next door to us. And he asked, because his little girl wanted me to go to church with them, I didn't go to their church. And it was a little bit away from our house. But we wanted to walk home from that church. So her dad prayed that God would be with us if we walked home. And all the way home from that church, there was this colorful-looking shape in the sky that was shaped like Jesus. Mm. And Becky got scared. I remember her name as if I've known her forever. She got scared, so we ducked into my church. That was right up at the corner of our street because mm-hmm. they were they were practicing a choir in there. Mm-hmm. We stayed in there for a good half hour. And when we come out, that colorful shape of Jesus was still up in the sky. Mm. And it followed us all the way to our house. And I ran in to tell Mom to come out and look. And when she came out with me, it was gone. Mm. I wanted her to see it so bad. Yeah. But it was gone then. But it didn't go away the whole time we was in my church. So how do you explain that one? I don't explain none of it. (laughs) I say it was God. It was Jesus following us home. And I Absolutely. remember that as if it happened yesterday. Yeah. I'll never forget what it looked like either. Mm. Hey, you know what? You could draw that. I can. You should draw that picture. I will. You and, yeah, you and Becky walking home and, and Jesus in the clouds. No, I'll just draw the cloud picture. I don't mm. want to be part of his glory. Okay. I just want to good. draw his glory. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he was so awesome. Yes, he well, he is always, isn't he? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that, that I had um, written about in the we we wrote about in the promo of the show was about a generational miracle, and 
um, I think I'm going to start sharing some of that. In, in the summer of 1973, I was married to Larry, and we had this old, and I do mean old, primer-covered 1958 Ford pickup. So this is 1973, and I'm driving a 58 Ford pickup. No power steering, no power brakes, you know, and the top speed, I'm telling you, the top speed, pedal to the metal, was a whopping 55 miles per hour. Top speed. And I'm a speed demon, and so that was probably God's way of of keeping me from, I don't know, but anyway, so top speed, 55. Larry was ahead of me, and I mean way ahead of me, because he was on his motorcycle, and he wasn't about to drive 55 miles per hour on his motorcycle. So I was chugging along, hot Kansas day, summer day, windows down, of course, and we were I was headed south and on the highway and cruising along at a pretty steady speed. Oh, I was at 55. You've driven with me, Annette. You know 55 is really slow for me. Um, I was listening. <laughs> a wasp decided to hitchhike a ride. I looked down, and there was a wasp down at my feet. Well, being the mature 17-year-old that I was, <clears throat> I immediately began to stomp. I'm afraid of wasps. I don't want to be stung. I don't like them. They scare me. So I started stomping. Well, I took my eyes off the road and onto the floorboard. And after a few unsuccessful stomps, I realized, wait a minute, I'm driving a vehicle down the road. I guess I should probably look up and see where I'm at on this road. I was left of center, literally left of center. And to this day, I can tell you, I remember this man's eyes. We were, I was so close to him. We were, lit, I was left to center and he, we were eye to eye. I mean, I could see his eyes and I'm sure he could see my eyes. And then I, and then it, everything went blank. There was just blank. And the next thing I knew, I was on the, the shoulder of the road facing south, the direction that I was actually driving. And I thought, Whoa, wait a minute. Stomping, eyes, left of center, eyes, shoulder of the road. How did I get here? I was shaking. I was crying. I was, I was scared. I, I was numb. And I thought, how in the world did I get here? And then I, I thought... I should have crashed head on. I mean, I was right there. I saw the man's eyes. We should have crashed. We should have crashed head on with each other. There's no explanation. I should have done that. It was my fault. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. Because I was a believer. I am a believer. I was then. Jesus, you must have something special for this baby you have placed within me. Because neither one of us should be here right now. And that was like, oh, wow. Wow. And when I finally, Larry stopped in the next town, which was Wellington. And when when I finally caught up with him, I was still shaking. And I, I told him what happened. And guess what? He followed me. He was, he stayed with me the rest of the way to the, where we were going. But yeah, I shouldn't. They're only that was the divine intervention in a human affair. I should have mm-hmm. hit that guy head on. Mm-hmm. The next the next story 
is um, we you got to remember to tell the one when we was over, when we was driving to Colorado and we was at, we slid on that. Oh. Yeah, we and slid that, on the ice. Yeah, we should have oh. gone over the edge and hit that car too. Yeah. And we didn't, did we? I mean, that we car st- was right beside us. And we mm-hmm. flew towards that direction. That yeah. was over on Snoqualmie Pass, wasn't it? No, Snoqualmie Pass is towards Seattle. We were on on the patch of road like around Vail, Colorado. Yeah, Vail, Colorado. And haven't been on that road since. And but it yeah. was blizzarding. Mm-hmm. And you and, were driving. And I was driving. And, yeah. And that we car de- was right beside us. And you slid towards the right. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have, you couldn't have missed that car. You couldn't have. But we did, didn't we? Yeah. And we didn't go over the edge of the mountain either. No, we didn't. So how? I don't know. You think maybe it was an extraordinary map? Event manifesting divine intervention. Maybe that would be a that would be a miracle. Or it could have been you twitched your nose. Would you bewitched? <laughs> nope, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't twitch my ears or my nose. So okay, you then know, it had to be God can't uh-huh. give it no other explanation. That's right. It had to be God intervening again. So yeah. I guess what I'm saying is he must be my car insurance person. Uh, huh? Yeah, because we've had other ones besides that. We've one. had. Yeah, we've had other times where we, yeah, where uh, yeah. yeah, somebody tried to run us over. We were in a little economy car, rental car, and and we were in Lewiston, and there was this huge, and I mean huge, four-by-four four truck, and it yeah. should have ran right over us. I mean, it its bumper was at level the with my head. It right by my window. Yeah, and it went right through us. I'm telling you yeah. people, it went right through us, and... And it went. And the next thing I knew, it was over on the right, on the passenger side door in the ditch. It came from my side, from the path, from the driver's side, and passed literally passed through us into the ditch. Uh-huh. I'm no lie. If I, I would not believe it, if I hadn't lived it. And I had believe. to take a second look because I couldn't figure out how it got to my side window. Yeah, I had to exactly. take a second look. I said, "How'd that happen?" <laughs> Exactly. And then we had to go away from it. Mm-hmm. I thought, and it was snowy. It was. Here in Idaho. Yep. Oh, there and in I Idaho. T- I'm not here in Idaho. Right. But, yeah, but, and we could take you to the spot where it was. Take, yeah. take you to the exact spot where it happened and yeah. show you what, what God had done. Because there's no way in that little rental car that, you know, we could have done that gotten away with that because yeah the bumper was right there at my head i mean it was right yeah. there at my head so all right I so mean, when we look at those headlamps you'd think you was on movies no lie <laughs> we were lit up action no lie so as we go into break we're, we're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about i'm, I'm gonna finish the generational miracle so the lord saved me from a head-on collision and that baby was in my tummy, well, is my in my womb, I guess I should say properly. And he saved that baby, and he saved me. When we come back, we're gonna, I'm gonna read you a letter from that baby about a miracle, how he worked that in her life, and then another miracle. So when we come back from break, we'll be talking about that. Mm-hmm. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi. We talked about a generational miracle. I don't even know if that's even... A word, but we're making it a phrase today because when I was pregnant with Jennifer at age 17, God saved me from a head on collision. And I realized then that God had a purpose not only for me, but for my children that I have that I will give birth to. And that means Jennifer and Vicki and other children that I have adopted. God, God saved me for a purpose, and that was to be a mom. And that's for all my kids. And I'm going to cry because I have lots of kids that God has blessed me with and what a miracle he has done to let me have all those kids. And each one of you know who you are. And I love you today as much as I loved you when he gave gave you to me. And the next thing I'm going to read is from Jennifer. I asked her to share, if she well, she shared two miracles with us. And here's her first miracle that she shared. Um, Our youngest son was injured in football, and after taking him to the doctor, we found out that he also had a sinus infection. He would need at least two to three days out of school and no football for the next week and a half. Okay, so this is a big, where they live in Derby, Kansas, is a a big football, football, football town. Okay, they won state this year, just to let you know that. Here's the miracle God had placed my, okay, here's the miracle. God had placed my father-in-law, who has Louis Body's dementia and is living with us, in a facility earlier that week, which meant my son would have the house to himself so he could get the rest he needed. No wandering grandpa to contend with and no care provider speaking loudly so, so that she could be heard. After the couple of days of peace and quiet, he was back to normal. So he needed that. God knew beforehand what Braden was going to need 
and God took the father-in-law out of the home into a, and placed him in a facility and took care of the whole situation. That's our God. His timing is always perfect. Okay, here we go. The second miracle is this. Again, God placed the father Well, this is the second one that she wrote about. Again, again, God placed the father-in-law in a facility, and after receiving a phone call from our oldest son that he had been in a vehicle accident where the vehicle by no means survived, but only by the grace of God did he and his friend literally walk away from it, our son needed to stay with us for a week. Here's the miracle. The vehicle rolled several times, was smashed in on the passenger side, and our son was the passenger, and the only injury he had was a second-degree road rash on his right hand. No concussion, no broken bones, and he wasn't sore from the accident. God had his hands on our son and his friend that day. After viewing what was left of the vehicle they were in, that is truly the only explanation of how the, how and why the boys walked away. All right, so we have, so I'm going to, this is where I'm going to come in and say that was on a Saturday morning and Annette and Larry and I all lived together and it was a nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. Jennifer calls and asks if that is dad home. I said, well, yeah, because I mean, she usually says, Hey, what you doing? Or, you know, whatever. And she never says, is dad home? Just straight like that. Yeah. Why? Jay was in an accident. Okay, so you take a deep breath. That's not something you want to hear when you live in Idaho and there in Kansas, okay? All right. Okay. All right, so what's going on? Well, I was able, she said I was able to talk to him. I said, well, that's good, Jennifer. That's good. I says, and she says, Mom, the accident was on um, I-35, North Newton. Oh, okay. All right. And um, I was... I. I was able to talk to him, but he, I couldn't talk to him long because the ambulance was there and they needed to tend to him. I said, well, this is good, Jennifer, that he was able to talk to you and you were able to talk to him. So he was coherent and, and that's a good thing. And she said, and, and so I says, okay, so we're, what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray. We're going to pray to our God because our God is a God of miracles. And I'm sorry, guys, but this is, <laughs> you'll know the rest of the story. Our God is a God of miracles. And so that's what we started doing. I prayed, and, and Vicki, not Vicki, <laughs> Annette, Annette and Jay are close. And so Annette, Larry was supporting Annette. And they wanted to come to me. When I said, let's pray, they wanted to come to me and hold me while I prayed. But I couldn't. Because if they would have came to me while I was praying, I would have crumbled. And at that point, Jennifer was feeding off of my energy, off of my strength. And so I had to stay strong. And so I didn't I didn't break, but I knew if anybody touched me, I would have broke. So I kept them at arm's length at that point. And I remember praying for a miracle. I says, God, you are a faithful God. You are a God of miracles. We just pray a miracle right now. We don't know what's going on. We have no idea what's going on, Lord, but you do. There's no panic in heaven. And we just pray right now a miracle, Lord. And we thank you for that miracle. And you know, I mean, we were just calling on the name of our Lord and thanking him for whatever it was he was going to do. And while I was praying, Annette, share with you, share with the listeners what God said to you. God told, God told me 
that boys don't have seatbelts on. I mean, airbags deployed on them, but he was their airbags. Yeah. And we didn't know. Go ahead. I did at that time. Yeah. Because God said he was their airbags. From so I told very... to tell Jennifer. Yeah. That God was holding them. That God was their airbags. Yep. That God was their airbags. And so we we did, and we hung up, and we just told Jennifer, call us Call us when you know something. Okay, baby, just take care of what needs to be taken care of. We will wait here. And so we waited, and we got a phone call um, about he may have broken his arm or wrist or something, and then she had to hang up. And then we got another phone call, and, and she says, Mom, Jay found a Bible. When he crawled out of the truck, the back window yeah. of the truck, there was a Bible opened up on the in the ditch. And I said, oh, Jen. Okay, when he crawled out of the truck. Yeah. And um, I said, what was it open to, Jennifer? What was it open to? And she said, he thinks it was Axe. He thinks it was Axe. I said, oh, okay. And then I asked her, Jennifer, what mile marker was it? And she said, Mom, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I said, okay, that's fine. I accept that. I don't need to know either. And so, let me read you Jay's version, and I'm going to try to make it through, guys. Let me take, all right, I'm taking a deep breath. This is Jay's. We planned on hunting the opening day of duck season, which was Saturday morning, so we got everything together and left Friday evening. Because it was opening day, we needed to get to the spot really early. So we left around 9.30 and got there at 11, which was eight hours before shooting light. We hadn't slept since Thursday night, and we didn't sleep much Friday night since we were walking back and forth with our gear and getting our blind set up. The morning came, and we were really tired. But once the ducks started flying, we woke up fast. All three of us limited out in less than 30 minutes. It was a great hunt. On our, way, on our way back, we dropped our buddy off at his car and headed home. Now going on 30 hours with no sleep, when he do Okay, on the way back, I fell asleep, but unfortunately the driver did also about 40 minutes down the road. When he dozed off, we were going around a slight bend in the road in the right-hand lane. We crossed lanes and went into the ditch between the highway, missing the guardrail by 20 yards. The shock from transferring from asphalt to dirt woke us up as we went into oncoming traffic and missed colliding with a semi head-on. The driver turned back right, sending us back into the ditch, then overcorrected left and rolled the truck passenger side first. We rolled about seven times during the length of a football field. We were going around 70 to 75 miles per hour. As we were rolling, I can remember sitting there watching everything explode and wondering where we were. Somehow, during everything, we stayed in the medium and never went back into traffic. We skidded on the passenger side once our rolling momentum stopped, and I remember watching the ground through the window. We missed another guardrail while rolling by five yards 
and a concrete pillar when we were skidding by less than a foot. The only injury the driver had was a deep cut in his left arm, one inch wide, five inches long, and bone deep. That required stitches. And I got some road rash equal to a second-degree burn on my right wrist along with a minor concussion. We should not have survived, according to the police and witnesses, let alone be able to get ourselves out of the truck and walk or talk afterwards. I was picking up debris off the road so people could get by, and there was a Bible that neither of us knew was in the truck, but turned out to be his dad's. It was open to Acts, chapters 8 and 9. That's Jay's miracle. The chapters 8 and 9 in Acts is about Paul's conversion, Saul's conversion, and... um, I, we don't know what significant it is, but Jay said he knew he would know what that it what part it was in because when he looked down, he knew that he, because there was blood on the Bible. Um, that's not a coincidence, guys. And we can that tell was, you why that I'm so close to it because if you go back and listen to the show of turning the curse into a blessing, he was. My brother that taught me how to read and helped. He was just so close to me. He helped me with a lot of stuff I didn't know. And we were very close. We still are. We're yes, talk like he's passed on. <laughs> God bless me with somebody who cares so much for me. God told me he would give me back my childhood. And he did through Myrna's family. Yes. And I owe so much to them. What? And I want to publicly say thank you. Well, it's a miracle that God put us all together he so did. that we could all be blessed. And we give him the praise for that. And we yes. bless and we thank him for that opportunity and that miracle of of coming together. When we Jay when has we come done a lot for me. As and I you have you have stuff. and you have done a lot for us. When we come back from break, I'm going to tie this generational miracle together because it remember I asked Jennifer what mile marker was it Jennifer? What mile marker was it? I'm going to tell you why I asked that question when we come back from break. Why is so important? Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. 
That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to AbbaDaddyHouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. And we are back from break. The miracle, the generational miracle that um, I want to tie into all this and why I, why I asked Jennifer for the mile marker is because 29 years ago, this Christmas, which is Tuesday, my brother and my dad had a car accident on that very same highway. And we, we took them, they, excuse me, Mark was life watched back to Wichita, Kansas. And dad was taken to the very same hospital that Jay was taken to. And then uh, my dad later died. That's why I asked Jennifer what mile marker. And my son-in-law, James, um, went back to the, to the wreck wreck site with with Jay later that day because they were looking for the Bible and um, he sent me a picture and it was mile marker number 33 dad and Mark's accident was mile marker number 37 so it was um, four miles apart with a different ending my brother lived and but my dad was taken home but I see that as a miracle because out of dad's death, there were several people that accepted the Lord as their Lord and Savior. Annette, were you going to say something? No, I was just saying okay. saved. Yeah, they were it's saved. Because if so, one's saved, it's worth it all. That's right. It was yep. it, out, of, out of death came life. Yeah. Out of death came life, eternal life for people, you know, and um, I miss my daddy, but you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with him someday, and that's the miracle, guys, Jesus Christ came as, from heaven as a child, as a baby, we celebrate his birthday, because he was the, he was the, he was born from a virgin, yeah. And I believe that. I believe that. Because he, you know he was... What, Annette? Out of death came new brothers and sisters. Exactly. And it's it just like... Family. Exactly. And it was, it was kind of like, you know, Jesus was born, and he lived his life, and he died. 
And out of his death, we have eternal life. Right. Out of his death, we live. For those of us who have him as our Lord and Savior, we live for eternity. So death has its benefits. That's the miracle of salvation. What? The heart of Jesus is pure. Yes, it is. And he gives it to us. He wants us to live like him, and we can. Yes. No matter what we live through, no matter what we have, (laughs) no matter what comes up against us, all we have to do is give it to God. That's right. I I ask him for a miracle here. Yes. And I'm going to get it. I I expect it. I ask for it. I believe I'm going to get it. Yeah, the Bible says if you have not because you you ask not. If you want it, something, yeah. ask for it. If it's in God's will. And all you have to do is have a mustard seed of faith, faith. to get it. That's right. And my mustard seed is here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And again, listeners, we will let you know what that miracle is when um, when God Probably says share it. Hopefully by the next show. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be by the next show. Yeah. So you need to listen in for next Friday's show for more than one reason. Because next Friday's show, oh my goodness, is um, we interviewed Levi, who was an inmate in a prison, a state prison. And he has been our top show that people have went back on demand and listened to. If you have not listened to Levi's show or you need a refresher, we strongly suggest you go back and listen to Levi's. It's the chi- it's the Change the Bind show and because we are going to have his wife and his two children, two little girls, Peyton and Olivia, on the show next Friday. And it's going to be an interesting show because I don't know for sure how we're going to keep everything contained. So it will be a interesting show to have them on. Lacey will be sharing um, her how it is for a woman whose husband is in prison, the girls will be sharing how it is to have a daddy in prison and the challenge that's there. And so that will be next Friday, which is, what, the 28th? And we will be sharing with Lacey, Lacey, excuse me, Lacey and the girls will be sharing with us their life with a daddy in prison. And then... Plan on a future show with Levi again. Yeah, we're, we've talked with Levi to see um, when he can come back. So um, that's that's a little tricky too because you know he has to call, he has to call from prison and we only have thirty minutes and because um, that's a that's a long as long as a phone call is allowed so that's we're we're trying to work another one of those in also a future show January fourth um, is Steve Snyder who has written a book Shot Down and it's won like twenty five book awards and he ha- he wrote that he was he after 36 year career working in sales and sales management he began his quest to learn more about world war ii experiences of his father pilot howard snyder and the crew of the b-17 susan ruth and he he studied it for four and a half years of dedicated research and it resulted in the book shot down which won like i said 25 book awards he is going to be our guest and we're excited to have him on january 4th so next Friday the 8th, I mean, excuse me, the 28th is Lacey and the Girls, and then January 4th is Steve Snyder. 
So that's just kind of keeping you guys up. We will share with you about Annette's miracle because we don't know what it is. But you know what? By hope, by the next show, we'll share with you what that is. So tune into that. We also want you guys to know that you can keep in touch with us. We want to thank you for, for so much for listening. And we look forward to our next time together. And until then, you can connect with us at on Facebook, godsgirls7.com, on Twitter, twitter.com slash godsgirl7 or our email abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com you can look at our website abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com and you can also go to that website and donate um, it's not too late to donate for a tax deduction this year we are a nonprofit, and Annette can send you a receipt because that's her job and we want to keep and Annette busy because she's taking a vacation Facebook is having a little bit of a problem our Facebook, we don't understand Facebook, guys. So, yeah, our Facebook is, it is kind of um, interesting. Um, and also, if go to our past episodes on Voice America, abadaddygirls.live. So, any, and any closing words, Annette? Well, I just wanted to know if we don't really write back to you on Facebook right away. We're trying to fix our Facebook so if we don't get back to you, don't think we're ignoring you because we're not. Okay, so that, all right, this is going to be a miracle. I can see it now. Myrna and Annette, figure out Facebook. <laughs> That's a big miracle. That would be a powerful miracle in our lives. We are if not. If anybody out there wants to teach us, go ahead. We are not technologically um, gifted. We're computer dummies, dummies, on top of dummies. Yeah. Because we do things and things get done and we're going, how did that happen? I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> pictures with other people's names underneath it, we don't know. But we do want to thank you for listening to us and listening we, we, and listening to our miracles today. And because God is real, he's a God of miracles, and he wants to miraculously do something in your life. Because you know what? People, miracles happen by God's design. And it shows him at work in, in humanity. And people who choose not to believe in God's intervention in their lives are missing opportunities to be blessed, opportunities to experience joy and peace during a tragedy and during just the simple things in life. We will look forward for you listening to us next Friday with Lacey and the girls. Have a blessed Christmas. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.